It's the success line. This is the place where achievers come to get advice on how to solve business problems and unlock their true potential. Every week, a new listener of the show sits down with success coaching director Ben Fairfield to talk through a roadblock and learn a lesson. Now here he is, Ben Fairfield. Hey everyone, welcome to the success line. Your host Ben Fairfield here and I'm excited today because we have one of our coaching certification graduates, Ms. Tara Stone, joining us with, I think, what's going to be a really impactful conversation. It's going to resonate with a lot of people. Tara, thank you so much for being on the success line. Thank you so much for having me. I was so excited to get the invite, and I am excited to be here. Well, that's awesome. Now, uh, tell our audience, uh, you wear many hats, you do big things, so tell our audience where you are and what it is that you do. What's uh, what's your business life and your personal life look like and how does that all come together? Because it's relevant to what we're talking about today. And you said in a nutshell, so as long as you give me a big nutshell, I will <laughs> I will do my best. <laughs> so I am Tar Stone. I am in the beautiful countryside of New Jersey. So the good old Northeast of America. Um, I have a national real estate team that I am growing and we are in multiple states. Um, and even up in Canada. Uh, Additionally, I am developing into stepping outside of coaching just in real estate and and looking at some empowerment coaching. So I I love my passion is helping real estate agents really thrive, Um, but moving even outside the industry as well and just helping people, uh, which I love. I also have a vegan restaurant and a funny farm at home with a number (laughs) of animals I do not let my son say how many animals we have, but basically I work to support a lot of our rescue animals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So uh, so, so uh, a mama, a wife, real estate, coach, restaurant, anything else that you, I mean, well, I don't know why you, you're only doing a few things. Anything else you do with your spare time? <laughs> Uh, now with COVID days too, I'm really trying to be purposeful about having more, uh, experiences and, uh, maybe instead of spending a lot of little money here and there, putting, putting the funds together and having bigger experiences. Um, so that is, that has been my goal to do in my free time and also being purposeful about having free time. I love it. So working with animals and, uh, getting the word out and, and, and helping where I can for especially animal sanctuaries that, that really need all the support they can get. Um, that's something I'm very passionate about and you will find me in my free time doing that. I love it. And if anyone follows you on social media, they will see that you have some, uh, some beautiful horses too. So, all right. So, so that being said, you've got a lot going on, a lot of responsibilities. Uh, you've got a lot of passion projects. You've got a lot of businesses running and moving and, and lots of plates spinning. So uh, what brings you here today? What are we going to unpack and uh, dive into together today? High-level problems is what brings me here today, Mr. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Those are better than low-class problems. That's good. Hi, yeah, high-level problems. You, There's so many opportunities to be had in this world. And I, I, you know, I'm a big believer in kind of keeping yourself open to the universe and seeing you know, what comes and, and asking for what it is you want to do and getting clarity around that. So, you know, my big challenge, especially moving into 2022, is I have some phenomenal opportunities, but I'm really trying to look and see what is going to move me towards my goal, because my goal has changed uh, more from 
singular transactional real estate to really helping the team grow, to seeing the success of the whole team. And, and now as we're, we're going national with it, um, stepping out of the transactional part, which is safe for me, which brings the money in. Um, so saying no to some of that or, or answering it in a different way, maybe giving the opportunity to someone else. Uh, but it's scary. So, right, there's a lot of fear uh, based in decisions, which we try to coach our people through. So it's the perfect example of a coach needing a coach. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So so tell me a little bit before we get into like going forward, I, just so I can understand. Mm-hmm. If you look back at all the things you're doing right now, if there's if there's a thread or two common thread that that weaves through all of them that touches your purpose, your passion, what do you think that or those threads would be? Helping people at, and growth. And by people, I love helping transactions my real estate clients, but my bigger passion is, is helping other realtors and other people. So that that's the thread, I think, just bringing value and, and help people get unstuck. Okay. And get clarity. I, I love that. And, and knowing you, because we spent a lot of time together in the process of certification. I know this is true. Like this isn't just lip service for somebody just listening. Like this is who you are for sure. Uh, tell me though, like what's, why, why helping people? Uh, I love that about you. And I've never mm-hmm. asked you why, like what's, what makes that one of your driving forces? You know, we all have stories, right? And and some stories are a little more in depth than others, and and touch a lot of different chapters. I think having experienced some some lows in my life, um, and knowing that sometimes we have to experience that, no one and no one can help us not experience it. Um, but I know that there are cases where someone can learn from what I did, and I can maybe help them avoid hitting some of those low lows, or I can help them really just take 10 steps ahead and just avoid some of the mistakes that I made by learning from from what I've already experienced. Um, And so if I can help end as much suffering as possible in this world, whether it's human or animal, that's like, that feeds my soul. Mm. All right. So tell, so I'm going to go deeper here because that's interesting mm-hmm. because you're, you talked about animal rescue. So that does, that lines up perfectly with what you're talking about. It's, it's people and animals who are going through this process. Why, why the element of helping people avoid suffering? What's important about that to you? When I was doing this success certification, I had a big aha um, and the realizing that some suffering isn't actually bad um, because it, it can bring us to the point of success. Um, I just think that we have an amazing world and there's a lot of negative in the world and you can get very sucked down that hole very, very quickly. And we have a lot of media and and groups that will absolutely play into that negative. And I think we need to be sharing more positive. We need to be speaking more positive into the world. We need to be very more purposeful about what we're consuming. That's from... TV to podcasts to the books to the people that we're surrounding ourselves with. Um, so I want to see more happiness and I want to see more thriving. And if that means some less suffering, then that's what I'm here for. Like 
we talk about coaching and this is something that is always, you know, through success, it's really coming alongside them. It's, it's not just leading them or showing them the way it's really coming alongside. And I had a really big tendency before I started delving into true coaching to just want to do it for them. Right. And then Mm. prevent the suffering. But I actually was just prolonging the suffering because when I stopped doing it for them, they still didn't know how to do it for themselves. So all I did was prolong the suffering. I didn't actually help them avoid it. Sure. Right. So you're what I'm hearing you say is you're wanting to be a, a part of the process, the change process in them so that they can can adapt better habits or change existing habits so they don't have to continue down the path of suffering maybe that they're on or they can get different results. Is that fair? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And and then they can then have their own impact on the people around them. And then that's how we reach the world. Love that. I love that. And of course, not a surprise. It's right in line with success coaching's mission, right? So uh, so we, we, we agree there completely. And I think what, one thing that, that you said that I want to make sure we, we bring up here, because I think it's relevant to our conversation and people listening, uh, Les Brown's famous for saying that adversity reveals oneself to oneself. So to your point that some suffering, like not all suffering is bad. We don't always enjoy it in the moment. Like I'm a realist. I get it. I'm a human. And looking back, if not for some of that suffering, we may not be on the path we're on now that we're really glad to be on because we, we learned lessons through that process. So uh, so just I, I like that. I love that. That's the thread. And it makes sense because I'm seeing it here through uh, your your businesses, even the restaurant, right? That's a, it's a vegan restaurant. I'm sure it's a healthy food. And so that is helping people. So so we see this 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 weaving throughout all the things you're doing. So so you find yourself today, whether we today's uh, uh, January 14th, it's already January, January 14th. Uh, and you're looking forward now at taking this to a bigger scale is what I'm hearing you say. You wanting to impact more people, which requires you to change some things about what the the current reality is so that you free yourself up to, to go to a bigger audience or bigger stage. Is that a fair summation? Absolutely. Okay. So, so talk to me about what goes through your, cause I, I'm assuming based on uh, the process you've gone through that this is something you've been thinking about. This isn't a spur of the moment thing. You've been, you've been seeing the, this alignment kind of come through with passion and purpose and your vision so what uh, what are you seeing like as far as an emotion or a feeling that's popping up right now that led you to want to to come on and unpack this? What I am seeing specifically is definitely to do with my transactional real estate business and I have a need to be available in front of the computer and my phone and within an office space in order to really grow and support the national team and the coaching. So it requires me to not be out on listing appointments, to not be out with buyers, to not be out doing all of those things, um, because you, we do a lot of big equestrian properties as well. So I might be four hours in between showing and driving back and forth in the car. And if I'm committed to coaching and, and growing the team, I'm putting money in my pocket, but I'm not really doing anything for my bigger goal to grow the team or be there for my coaching people or teaching or doing trainings during those times. Uh, so it's having to make an adjustment and maybe not say no to, let's call it the listing appointment, but make sure my team is set up to go and tackle that listing appointment just as I would with my same standards and win the listing um, while they're learning and getting an opportunity while I can still 
benefit from it as being part of the team, but I'm able to, to be in the office where I need to be. And that's the biggest. It's like, where is my time pulling from? Sure. So, so it sounds to me like we're looking for leverage, right? That, that we're looking for ways for you to be in multiple places at once. <laughs> the magic question, yes. right? Because you, I'm assuming you've built a good business based on who you are, which is a part of that is your standards and the service you provide your clients. And so knowing that, that in order to take you out of the field and replace you with someone on your team in the field, they have to meet the same standards and service level that, that you expect that you deliver to, to your clients. So, so that being said, where are you set up in that regard right now with your team? Do you have that set up? Do you have that confidence? Are you needing to grow that? Like, what does that look like right now? Yeah, I have it set up. Um, and we've been able to grow a few of the team members um, that were really focused on buyers only until about the past six months. And the people that have been stepping up and showing up, they've all earned the opportunity to come on and co-list with me, which is where we're at right now with the majority so that I'm able to, um, hmm, is control an issue? Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> I'm, be, I'm able to oversee it until I feel sure. fully confident. And also it's a learning opportunity for them. And it's funny because a lot of the team members, they don't like the word assistant. So we've used apprentice um, and I'm totally cool with having a, a, a label that makes somebody feel empowered. Um, so we are in that process and getting to the point where I have people that I can just be able to hand off to. Um, and with the focus on growing the national team, we were m- more localized. But now I'm looking at who do I need to be in business with, i.e. leverage, in, in, you know, in the states that we're in, in the counties that we want to service. So we're really looking to grow with growth-minded agents that, you know, want to be a part of a very high standard team that has a ton of support um, and believes in what we believe in. Okay. So, so you know the what, uh, what's your deadline? When, when do you want this in a perfect world? When is this done by? Yesterday. <laughs> Did that sound like a question? <laughs> uh, no, it's it's very in line with your behavior from the disc assessment. Though, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ideally, uh, six months okay. is when I would like to be stepped out of the field, and I even do that with the tiny little caveat that I still have my few clients that I absolutely adore that I don't think that I can completely walk away from. So, sure. but in six months to have the the New Jersey team and the North Carolina team fully up and running um, with me playing back-end support with coaching and leadership um, and overall growth. Okay. So what do you see getting in your way? What's holding you back? Uh, what's mm. what's causing that angst or, or whatever you're feeling inside of you that led you to want to unpack it today? Giving up control. Okay. So let's talk about that. Are you good with that? Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. So this uh, this idea of control, what, is, what does that mean to you? Why is that important to you in, in regards to your businesses? Yeah. Well, I'll go in at a kind of a shallow level and I'll, I'll allow you to dig wherever you would like to. Um, I was in a uh, very controlling relationship for many, many years. And financially, it looked amazing from the outside. I had private planes, multiple cars, houses everywhere, movie star friends, 
it, it looked like the life, right? Um, but I had absolutely no control over anything financially for myself. Um, I was living in fear most of the time and, um, you know, cried myself to sleep many, <laughs> many, many nights. Um, and that was just never a situation I would thought I would have ever found myself in. And people that knew me thought like, there's no way Tara would be in that type of relationship. Mm. Um, and it was over many years and I just kept giving up a little more and a little more and a little more thinking that finally, you know, it will make sense. And I found myself hiding in a closet uh, from my significant other. And um, he left the house. I called my mom. I said, I, I need to come stay with you for a little bit. I had a little duffel bag suitcase and my dog. And I left and I never came back. Mm. And I, I had a significant amount of debt uh, from credit cards that would normally get paid off at the end of every month from things that were done in the household. Um, so here I find myself with my dog. <laughs> It's like a, it's like a bad country song, my dog in a suitcase, <laughs> um, and having to make a really real decision that if I went back, I would get all of my things back and, and not have this scary thing ahead of me. And if I didn't go back, I had to pull myself up and figure it out. And I just remember looking into my own eyes and, and thinking, like, if I don't make a change, like, I might not live another five years. And it mm. sounds extreme, but um, I was, like, dying inside. So I just said I would rather live in a shack um, mm. and have nothing, my dog and my suitcase and my amazing family. I'm so lucky I have such great support. My mom is phenomenal. Um, and I just made the decision to do what it took to build myself back up, pay off, you know, $60,000 in debt and got my real estate license back again in the area that I kind of landed, worked every job that I could. And, um, you know, less than 10 years later, my life looks very, very different. Um, but I did tell myself that I would never be financially dependent on anyone else and even though I have a phenomenal husband who's so supportive of me and my craziness, um, <laughs> there's a big fear there. There's a big right. fear to give up control. So that's that's the very deep answer of why this is very challenging for me. Yeah. Well, and I, Tara, I'm so grateful that that you shared that. I know that you know this is. The, I want everyone listening to really hear this and really anchor this in the, from the conversation. Everyone has a story that we have no idea about. I spent 50 plus hours with you. I had none of that context, nor would I have normally, right? It was a group format, a small group format. But my point is, it can be very easy to judge others based on a little bits of information like, oh, she just has a control issue. Uh, she mm -hmm. just doesn't want to give up control. That's just her behavior. Well, no, it's not. That's programming from really significant life experiences, right? So lesson for all of us that we've always got to dig deeper. When we see we see people struggling with things or having a challenge in certain areas, it's never just one thing. There's always a bigger story that's contributed to it. We're, we're all a product of our programming. So, uh, so I appreciate you sharing that because I, I know that other people listening um, have their own versions of stories and programming that have led to where they are today. And, and to your point, you, you may not be exactly who you are today if not for going through that really difficult experience, that really painful process. And it doesn't mean that it's fun and it doesn't mean that, that it doesn't still impact you. But you're a happy person right now. You seem to be in a really good spot. So, so knowing that as a business owner, knowing we have that programming, 
uh, how how do you begin, or how would you you think about beginning to, uh, I guess maybe put this control thing in proper context in regards mm-hmm. to your business? Because what I found, at least, and I'd love to hear your thoughts for a lot of people. Again, like in, like you use this as an example, the the programming led to pushback and problem with letting go of control. Completely understandable. And sometimes, we, you know, if we just change context in situations, it can change the impact that that programming has on us. So it doesn't mean that you can erase the past. It doesn't mean you're going to ever forget anything. But how do we look at con- control in this context of your business? How do we maybe reframe that or how do we look at that differently so that, that you can begin to feel comfortable and feel good about releasing some control along the way? Because I... Uh, the way I see it, unless you see it differently, that's going to be an important milestone in the process to getting to where you want to go. Yes. And I've been in that process of releasing control. So it's been a lot of just inner self-reflection and being really real with myself when I'm starting to find either frustration or anger or, you know, fear is tends to be right under that surface. So mm. I was going to anger very quickly. I'm like, why am I angry? You know, I'm not an angry person and I would like snap right into anger. And I was like, I don't want to be this way. Okay. So why am I feeling angry? Okay. Well, there it is. Fear is like right underneath it. Mm. Um, so then really trying to look at what the fear is. And one thing that I'm still working on and probably will always, but that's been a gift for me to help me is that not, if I let control go of something, I'm actually okay if it fails. Like if I give a lead to another agent that I typically would have worked for myself and they blow it up, I, I give it to them knowing that if it totally fails, I'm not going to freak out about it. This is one little piece of the the big story and the big legacy that we're growing and we're going to have to continue to fail forward. And so that's, I think, setting that expectation that it's not going to go exactly how I would have done it. In some cases, it's going to go a heck of a lot better Mm. than what I would have done it. And in some cases, it's going to be a learning opportunity for all of us. And and I'm okay with that. But it's taking me time to get there. And and I'm tested on it every single time. (laughs) (laughs) And my guess would be that it's going to continue to take time. So, So you knowing yourself better than anyone, what do you see has to happen? What has to be put in place? System, tool, process, person, whatever it looks like. But... What has to happen in order for you to, to get to the level of uh, comfort with releasing whatever level of control is necessary so that you can be fully replaced to the level you choose to be inside of your real estate business within six months? The systems and the processes that I've just done naturally have to get into writing in a playbook that we have little bits and pieces of already but it needs to be really all the T's crossed and I's dotted mm. so that everyone can be working from the, from the same place yep. and that the expectations and the standards are really, really clear for someone coming on. Cause I think it's easy as a leader to kind of, you know, we, we eat, leave, eat, breathe, sleep, um, kind of our world. It, it never ends. And we have to remember that, someone coming on to work on the team or as much as they're so happy to be part of the team, they don't have the same thought processes that, that we do as the leader or kind of the, the birther of this idea. Sure. Um, 
So there's a, it's been very easy to make assumption that someone is going to come on board with the same drive or the same understanding. Um, so definitely getting it nailed down in writing so that everyone coming on is getting the same consistent expectations, I think is probably my biggest um, obstacle. And I did just hire an executive admin to help me do that last week. I love it. I love it. So uh, I, I want to pause here too, because you bring up a really, really good point. So, and, and I know you know this, uh, yet I think it's worth repeating. People don't do business with you. They do business with your standards and what you represent. So, so you already know this because you've already hired people. But one of the biggest challenges most entrepreneurs have, regardless of industry, when it comes to scale is they think they believe this lie that people won't work with anybody but them. So, so you're past that, which is great. But I know there's a lot of people listening that that's their hangup right now. Like they couldn't possibly want to work with anybody but me. And I hate to break it to everybody. They don't care who they work with. They care that, that the standards are upheld that they've come to associate Tara with in this example or, or the other person with. So, yeah. so the, the key here then is if we're going to make sure that those standards are kept, they have to be documented, which is, it's beautiful why you said that. Now, uh, I know you own a vegan restaurant, so this example might make you sick to your stomach, but just go with me. Um, <laughs> the, the E-Myth Revisited, right? Michael Gerber talks about McDonald's, and he talks about the fact that it is not the best hamburger. It's just not. Yet anywhere around the world, you can go into a McDonald's, you can order it, and you're going to get the same thing every time. The exact same way, the exact same number of pickles, the exact amount of sauce, like everything will be the same no matter where. And in large part, the workers are typically young kids. Now, the way that they can do that is because they have standards and processes documented, right? That's the, that is the lifeblood of their business. And you are miles ahead of most of your, your counterparts in figuring that out because that's what uh, is worth something. That is the business, Right When you're just transacting real estate or selling widgets or whatever the person listening does, you don't have a business. You're just self-employed. You bought your job. Like Now mm -hmm. we're getting to the point where we're becoming a business and we're documenting things because that's what's going to allow you to scale and multiply across the country. It also, though, in this example, is what's going to allow you to maintain the standard regardless of who you're bringing into the system. You can have confidence knowing that the processes are going to be followed. The standards are going to be upheld and people are going to be given the service you would give them. So so based on the six-month deadline, based on the fact you've hired an EA, knowing that this is one of the biggest things that's preventing you from really um, feeling really good about releasing those bits of control to, to step out so you can free up your time to do your other stuff, uh, what do you see a realistic timeline in the next six months uh, of how do we get from not documented or not documented as well as it could be to where you would want it to be at the end of six months so that you can it runs without you, it runs better without you? To when I'm going to have the documentation done. See, I always, hmm, I'm going to commit to this. So I want to think about it sure. really for a moment. Um, and it doesn't have to be when it's completed, but what are some milestones between here and six months from now, your six month deadline? Like how would mm -hmm. we know we're on pace? So I think definitely within the next 45 days, three things need to be very clear and documented. Um, our standards for working with buyers and working with sellers and expectations and standards on how to manage leads because we're investing a lot of money in lead generation for the team 
And that's so important that all of the members who have the opportunities to work those leads understand what the expectations are and also how to just be a great agent and service those leads. Absolutely. Now, uh, I'm going to dive into the deep end here because I'm also in real estate, so I know this, but this is the same for any industry. So I love this. So 45 days from now, we're going to have outlined the standards for working with buyers and sellers and how to work the leads. So my, my assumption is, and correct me if I'm wrong, when you say how to work the leads, you're talking about speed to lead, how, how long it takes you to respond, how you respond, how many times you respond, the process you follow in response. Is that fair? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, absolutely. All right. So you're going to have those documented. Now, this brings up an interesting question too. And I just want to get your take on this from your perspective, knowing that you want to move out of a lot of the areas of day-to-day, not completely, but you want to move out of a lot of them. Uh, at some point, you have to figure out how you can be on demand and live real time without actually being on the phone with someone. Uh, so have you thought about an, uh, an LMS or some kind of an online learning system to house the stuff so that you have a system you can take people through? Yes, we have not. We've dabbled in a couple of different systems. And I have a partner as well who we're growing the national team with. So I'm really fortunate and we're quite opposites. Um, so it's, it's a good thing. Uh, but yes, we, and we have started to create some videos that show people how to, um, excuse me. Um, however, then we were running into the, well, this doesn't look very good. And this is shot on my iPhone or this, the background, is it nice? Um, so we want to make it look, we want to make it look better. So that's a whole other conversation, but yes, um, do I need to show you how to activate your KV core in person on a live zoom call? No, like here's, here's the 10 minute video that you can watch and get it all done. That is very, very important and should be going hand in hand. What I would say, especially those three things that we just, I just committed to in the 45 days. So one quote, um, that the owner of EXP and the owner of success, Glenn Sanford gave to me, when I first came on about a year ago, he, he told me, done is better than perfect. Now, I'm sure lots of people have said it, but I always remember him telling me that. And I want to share that with you and your partner mm-hmm. because done is better than perfect. There's a lot of people who are, are not yet doing any activity because they're waiting for perfection or they're striving for perfection. And they will be beat most times by the person who just gets it done and gets it out there because you can't beat someone who won't quit. You can't beat the person that just does consistently what they do every day. So your first round videos in this LMS, your first round of training and documentation and systems, it may not be what you want it to look like in a year, but having something is better than what we have right now. So I'll put that out there because it was a it was a big aha for me when he said it. I'd heard it before, but it really landed with me that the done is better than perfect. And it's better to have something because most people aren't watching a training video to see how nice and pretty the background is. <laughs> they're probably not even <laughs> watching not. the video. They're listening to it, right? So, but we fall into that trap. Yeah. I do as well. So this done is better than perfect. So, all right. So next 45 days having our standards outlined for work with buyers and sellers, how to work and handle leads, and then working through the process of beginning to document uh, the videos that will go along with that, that allow you to be uh, on demand, if you will, without having to be mm-hmm. on the phone or on the computer. So so that's that's exciting. That's good. That, that I think answers a lot of the question about 
the control. Now, if you're good with this, I kind of want to go back up a level and talk bigger picture because this is this is procedural and you've you've got a lot of steps. You already had a lot of great stuff going. And so now you've got some some targets. You've got people coming on to help. Um, the, the bigger thing, though, is where are we going um, when you, you're freed up? So give me specifics like this building a national team and building coaching. Talk to me about where you want to be a year from now in, in those areas. You're trying to chunk me up, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny because when I have other coaches on and they hear that, they'll, they like name it. They go, oh, I know what he's doing. And I've had a couple <laughs> of listeners send me something. Did they say chucking? Like, no, not throwing up. Chunking. It's a coaching technique. But yes, that's exactly what we're doing. Let's go up a level. So, you know, we always think that we can accomplish. Well, I shouldn't say we always, but I always think I can accomplish way more in a year and then give myself less credit for what I can accomplish in, in maybe say three years, um, because I want to do everything right now. I'm so excited, you know, let's just do it. Um, and to be looking at back at this past year where we spent growing, beginning to grow the team, taking a different focus, which we have decided in January, say, hey, we tried it this way for the last 12 months. We got results, but not really the results we were looking for. And we also learned some things about ourselves and kind of what's what's making us feel excited about doing what we're doing. So we made a big pivot. We still have a similar goal, but we're we're kind of putting the horse before the cart or the cart before the horse. We don't know which one we were doing for the past 12 months, but now we're flipping it around. So looking at what we did the last 12 months and looking at the, you know, let's just say it's really the next 12 months now because we're 15 days in. Sure. Um, if we had the two states, New Jersey and North Carolina, fully up and running, functioning with full teams, mentors, leads are coming in, agents are seeing success. Um, I'm 90% out of the field. Um, that would be a huge win for us in the next 12 months. Would and be or will be? be? Oh, you, you are good. It will be a huge win for us awesome. in the next 12 months. And, you know, the team versus, you know, I don't know how much we want to dig in there, but like our revenue share line, yeah, um, because that, 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 that rules a lot of our world. Um, we really need to add about a hundred agents minimum to that. Um, and then there's some more specific goals in there, but you know, frontline agents, another 25 minimum to get us to, um, a safer place. And mm. there goes to my safety and feeling financially secure. <laughs> um, <laughs> so team growth and revenue share line growth, which really digs into making sure that we are supporting the people that are already on board with us so that they're having success. They want to stay with us. Um, I am 150% against the whole churn and burn, mm -hmm. you know, just grab as many people as you can and who cares if they leave. Like I lose sleep over people leaving if I feel like I didn't do my absolute best to offer them help and support. If they don't take it or they don't take action, I'm okay with it. But I will drive myself mad if I feel like we are not supporting the people that already put their trust in and said, yes, I will grow my business with you. Sure, sure. No, and that's what makes you you. That's awesome. So, uh, so you've got some targets. You've got some specifics. Uh, what are our, our stepping stones or our milestones between today and the twelve months out when we hit those those goals? Do you have those those milestones that you can track progress against the goal? We do. We do track it monthly. Okay. Of 
of where we're at. Um, is that a, is that a, is that a question to answer deeper? I don't know. Or is that just like, do you have it? Yes, we do have it. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's not tracking it. <laughs> as long as you have it and you're tracking it, we, we have to, there's another quote that I love. It's been given to me years ago. I can't remember who, but you have to inspect what you expect, right? And a oh, lot yeah. of people set goals. Like I've been on this kick of, I just did it for a, a very large corporation, uh, training on the book called the 12 week year. And I'm sure you've read it, but it, it's this, this it. periodization versus annualization. So most people set annual goals and then they, they, it's the last time they see them. They put them in a drawer, they get to November, and they're like, crap, I was way off. Huh. Wonder mm -hmm. how that happened. Right? So, and it's the whole vacation thing. You become this productivity ninja right before you leave for vacation because you, you have a deadline and you have this big carrot hanging out there. And so you want to get stuff done. The idea of the 12-week year is really taking your year and moving it into 12 weeks. And so now you have, yes. you have obviously, <laughs> you have a few times per year where you have a full year compressed and it makes you really uh, produce at a higher level. It makes you uh, bring more focus by nature into it because you have to say no to a lot of good things so that you can stay on track of saying yes to a few of the great things that are most predictive of you hitting your goals. So, so the fact you have them and the fact you're measuring against them regularly, you're, you're three quarters of the way there and you're ahead of most people. Most people set goals and then they never track them and they wonder why they miss them almost every time. It's why New Year's resolutions fail and bomb out. We're the, what, the 14th. Give it another five days and 80, over 80% 80 of New Year's resolutions are out the door. Yes. Right. So, um, so that's huge. So, so you know where you're going on the national side. You have the, the roadmap and the plan and the steps in order to make that happen on the local team front. So if we're fast forwarding a year from now, and when you hit every one of these goals, you've got your systems and standardized processes, you're 90% out of the field on the real estate side, you're focusing now, you bought your back, your time back, you bought it back so you could focus on the national side and the bigger stuff. You've got your hundred agents and rev share additional. You've you've grown the team in both states. What is if I'm talking to you a year from now, what is what does Tara tell me she's feeling when that happens? I am feeling secure. I am feeling excited to double it again that following year in the conversation. Um, I am feeling proud of myself for staying the course and really building what I said I was going to build. Um, and from, you know, working through the fear of it, I really, we didn't touch on it, but having some additional time back, I would like want to donate more time to, um, helping and empowering men and women, uh, but especially any that were, 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 or are in maybe an abusive or controlling type situation, um, which has nothing to do with transactional real estate, but mm -hmm. I want to donate my time and, and help empower, um, anyone who's in a situation like that. And maybe it's through telling my story, um, providing resources, being a little piece of something bigger that someone else has already created as a resource. Uh, but having time to do that and feeling like I'm really giving back is going to make me, will make me feel, feel more fulfilled, more successful. And like I kept my commitment to myself. And what's important about that? Keeping the commitment to yourself. I'm very big on my son who's going to be 10, you know, watches everything I do, repeats everything I do, same with my husband. Um, it's important that he sees that mom walks the talk. 
And, you know, I'm the mom who's jumping up and down in his bed playing Pitbull. You know, I feel good <laughs> going, wake up, it's time for school. <laughs> um, and that he sees what having that type of mindset and drive and talking about what your goals are and then keeping that commitment to yourself, how important that is. And why is passing it on to him important? Because we have this world, right, that we're responsible for. Whether we want to be responsible for it or not, we are responsible for it. The condition that it's going to be in uh, tomorrow, 10 years from now, 30 years from now, and I would say even 50 years from now, which seems so far out because that'll be beyond, well, I might still be alive in 50 years, knock on wood and all <laughs> the good vegan food. Um I think we could be very disconnected from that. Oh, it's 50 years from now. I'm not even going to be around. Well, my son in 50 years will be 60 years old. He will have his own children and grandchildren probably at that point. So everything that I do right now, today, in this moment is going to impact how my great-grandchildren are, mm. how my son's life is when he's my age. And we want, we all want our children to live a even, even bigger, better life than what we've lived. And I think that those are things that school can't, school does not teach. Mm -hmm. School could choose to teach them, but school does not in this current state today, teach these type of skills. Mm. Um, so it's really important for me that I'm not depending on someone else or, uh, or a TV show to show him this. I love that. So, so what you're saying is it's, it's significantly bigger than you. Um, this mm -hmm. is legacy is the word I would use to bring everything together that you just said. This is something that's goes on beyond you and goes on multiple generations. So I don't even need to ask because I know not doing it is not acceptable to you. So, uh, so Tara, uh, you are uh, an incredible person. I love your heart. I really appreciate you being on today. Uh, I hope this was helpful. I, I want to make sure everyone listening knows how to connect with you on social media. Where are you most active and where do they find you if they want to learn more about the awesome uh, charitable stuff that you're doing? Absolutely. I honestly just look me up Tara Stone Kramer. Kramer is my married name, but the Tara Stone Kramer is my personal page. Just send me a friend request. Um, I'm very much don't believe in separating business and personal. I am the same person on my personal page as I am on my business page. I have earned it. <laughs> I am okay to lose the business that I might lose from some of my postings. That's totally cool. Um, you can also look us up, The Driven Agent. That's the national team name and coaching. And that is really most on Instagram and growing on, on Facebook as well. I'm old school. I'm going to be 45. I still love Facebook. I can't get away from it. I, I, you got some stuff on TikTok if you want to see my horses. But hit me up on Facebook. That is the best way to connect. Uh, Tara Stone Kramer. And of course, you can always just reach out to me directly via email. And that is Tara period. Actually, nope, sorry. Tara at thedrivenagent.com. Tara at thedrivenagent.com. Hit me up there and I will respond. I respond to every private message, every DM, every email, every text. I love it. Tara. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thanks for being with us. I know I took a bunch of notes and I knew everyone listening got a ton out of it too. So thanks for being on with us. I'm going to make sure I get my accountability points down. What do I just committed to so that I can send you my success in 45 days? I love it. We'll look forward to seeing it. Thanks, Ben. How many of you can relate 
to what Tara shared. I, I am so grateful for everyone that comes on this show and is authentic and open and honest. And And Tara's story, where she was so open, so authentic, a couple key points here. First, and I said it on the show, but I want to say this again. I want to remind everybody that every single one of us has a story that most people know nothing about. And the, the stories, the experiences in our life, the programming has led us to experience the world and how we express ourselves in the world. It's all led to how that happens. It's all a result of past experiences and programming. So be really careful when you're working with others in the community, employees, uh, supervisors, like whatever the case may be. When you're looking at the world, you're looking at working with and through other people, make sure that you're remembering that everybody has a story. Everybody has programming. Now, that also comes into play if you're listening and you're, you're like Tara, you know where you want to go and yet you see some of these things that could potentially hold you back. You have to adopt new habits and as a result, you sometimes, like she has come up against some of these deeply ingrained habits, natural responses that are programmed based on past experience. In her case, it was control. And for some of you, it's going to be the same. Others, it may be something completely different. But the way we tackle this is to look at them in a different context, to, to really look back and not try to forget the experience, welcome it, be grateful for it, and then look at how I can let go of some of those things in context where I need to. In Tara's case, she realized very clearly that, that finding and documenting systems and processes would allow her the, the comfort to release the control, it would allow her to empower other people so that she could go on to even bigger things to impact even more people. I trust you got a lot out of today's episode. I know I did. Thank you, as always, for being here listening to us on the Success Line. Your support is so appreciated. Make sure to apply to be on if you want a coaching experience just like this. Make sure to apply to be on the Success Line. Also, find me on social media. Head over to Instagram, at Ben Fairfield. I sure would love to talk to you there. I'm having lots of conversations with lots of listeners. I answer every single message over there. So make sure to reach out. Let me know what you think, how you're doing, and how we can help. Until next week, this is Ben. See you then. If you're interested in receiving free coaching on a future episode, go to success.com slash success line guest. This has been a success podcast. Head over to success.com slash podcasts to hear more just like it.